Shift is the podcast of Collective Discovery. We support people to collaborate and make change together. This series shares learning and practice from organisations and funders who are part of the Listening Fund. Hello and welcome to the Shift podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Mercy. So, Mercy, in this episode, we'll be hearing about how youth organisations work in partnership with young people to design services and programmes. This is often called co-production or co-design. In the episode, we'll hear from Kate, Alex and Gemma. Kate is from the Foyer Federation, which supports a network of local organisations who provide supported accommodation to young people aged 16 to 30 who cannot live at home. She will tell us about some of the challenges that the Federation has faced working directly with young people and the progress that they have made. Then we'll hear from Alex. She's from Leap Confronting Conflict. Leap has provided training for young people and adults to navigate conflict for over 30 years. Alex shares with us how Leap has worked to embed co-production as a core approach in the organisation. Finally, we'll hear from Gemma from Sounds Like Chaos. It started as a drop-in drama group and has become a collective of young creatives who lead a range of participatory arts projects. Gemma will share how listening and leading are core to their approach and the creative process. So I spoke to Kate at the Foyer Federation and I asked her about how being a national federation created challenges in terms of building relationships with young people and listening to them compared to their member foyers who are based in a local area. And I also asked her what challenges they'd faced when trying to overcome that distance. The big difference is is that obviously in the services, they have these existing really strong relationships with young people that live there. And when we started doing this work about three years ago, that was actually one of our biggest barriers was we didn't have existing relationships with young people. But also we realised that the young people living in foyers don't necessarily know who we are as the Foyer Federation. Foyers do. And, you know, the, the staff in the foyers are working with us on quality development and training and all sorts of things. But the young people wouldn't necessarily know that. So that was our first hurdle to get over, really, was um, how do we become known and how do we how do we then become interesting? How do we become someone that the young people are interested in? So we spoke to foyers and they recommended us to some young people that they might want to come and be part of this group. And in that initial kind of online group, this was during lockdown, so it was all online we were having conversations about where would you like to make change what would you like to see done differently and the vast majority of the things that young people said was linked to their local area linked to their specifically their foyer so you can sort of see that actually that impact on the immediate environment is really really important to young people then i asked kate to tell me a little bit about what they've learned from their experience of trying to listen to young people one of the things that we've really learned is that it's so important to trust young people right from the very start. So in the planning stage of a project, um, so that you can understand what it is that young people want, what they want to do, what is meaningful listening and power to them in this context, and then working on the solutions with young people, trusting young people to be the ones that offer the solutions, working on their ideas. And then if it doesn't go right, that's absolutely fine. You can work together to figure out what the next step is going to be. 
Um, and this one might sound obvious, but it's really important to keep it fun, make it something that young people are going to enjoy. Use all those kind of youth work skills that you have in your team to make the sessions interactive, be a bit flexible and really encourage that engagement from young people. Although we really want to offer lots of different ways for young people to get involved and have that kind of flexibility in our approach, it's really important to prioritise quality of experience over quantity. So in order to make sure that we're having kind of meaningful and young people having meaningful and positive experiences, maybe we have fewer young people at a meeting, but those young people are really, really engaged and really interested in the subject. And also that's the number of young people that we know we can support well to do that work. Or maybe you have fewer meetings that are better resourced and better planned for rather than lots of them where it might get a bit nebulous and, and the focus maybe isn't quite there. I had a conversation with Alex from Leap Confronting Conflict and I asked her to tell me about the range of co-production that they do across the organisation. Whenever we do a delivery, we've got young people obviously involved in that delivery, but they're also giving us feedback through feedback surveys. We've got young people at board level who sit as young trustees and they input into decision making and again, sharing their lived experience where applicable. We've got young people involved at the level of recruitment. So often when we're recruiting for a new employee at least, We've got past graduates that are invited to be involved in the design of the interview, as well as also being on the interview panel and inputting into the final decision-making processes. We have a youth ambassadors program as well, which involves past graduates of LEAP programs um, working with our senior management team and inputting into decision-making with them. There's also an area of youth ambassadors where they have the option to lead their own projects. And they're also involved in a program that supports their skills and personal development, which is designed by them when they start their role. So one example is the Leap's Let's Talk Conflict podcast, which was developed from a group of young people with experience of the care system coming together. I also asked her about what are the things that they've learned specifically about having all of these activities and how they might speak to one another. Through this co-production journey, we chose to develop and deliver workshops to support staff understanding of co-production as well as also highlight projects that acted as case studies that would hopefully show them, you know, this is how it could be done and support people's confidence as well in bringing co-production into the area of work. I think while staff have said that, that they found that training really useful and that they've definitely got a better understanding of co-production, I think they're still learning, um, still being explored around what it takes to support staff across lots of areas of organisation to actually step into the doing of co-production and, you know, make sure they're taking that time to think about how do I bring this into my plans for the year? What will this take, etc. It's been a challenge getting young people involved in all areas of the organisation, but balancing that with, like, the organisation needs. So, for example, in the area of communications at least, like, it would be great to have, like, past graduates involved in kind of maybe taking that over for a day or having more say and direction in that. But then there's something about balancing that with like the brand, the language, etc. like in deep. I was also curious about how this work evolved over time within the organisation and how this still continues today. So in terms of Leap's journey through the co-production over the past few years, started off with a co-production officer, then it came down to basically having champions, co-production champions at the organisation who led the work. Um, however, those champions did have and do have other areas of focus at work. So I think there's something around like making sure that there's a person that has a dedicated role and time 
to truly help that co-production flourish and succeed at an organization as much as possible. Because it, it, in my experience, it takes constant work, constant movement to keep it going along and to keep it alive. I spoke to Gemma from Sounds Like Chaos and asked about their approach to working with young people. We don't really rely on kind of advisory setup. So where we might bring young people who are stakeholders together and have conversations with them about what we're doing and get their input. You know, in, in the beginning, you know, we had so little resource, but it meant we had so little obligation to anybody to kind of do it in this way or the other. We didn't know any other way. So... <laughs> So we were always just kind of making it up. And the, the, the yeah, the model we had was this one of how a group meets and, and creates together, you know, in a non-linear way where you don't know what the outcome is going to be. So we're very used to not knowing and being okay about not knowing where we're going. And obviously that kind of shifts as you, as we became more established and received more funding, we had to articulate a bit more where we were going. And we would maybe try to focus a bit more on how we were going to do it and not always so heavily on what we were going to do and and try to work with funders who could understand that way of working. This led us to thinking about the principles behind co-producing with young people and what drives those benefits. Because we're a collective, there's lots of artists in the mix, a lot of our agendas around how can we use our resources to support their ideas to happen. Benefit, I think, is a really strong connection and alignment with what people actually care about and want to do. So like at the moment, there's a young person who's very interested in young women and girls and thinking about rates of like street harassment, sexual assault, and they're a writer and a poet and um, they wanted to write a play and we're like, okay, let's do this. Even for us, that magic of we've got an idea, let's do it. I mean, there's nothing kind of more powerful. That's the joy and the magic you learn when you lead. Of course, you learn through participating. But when it's we're saying we're preparing you or you're coming into this world, not only to be a creative, but to be a human with ideas and a critical mind and something to say. And it's really important, I think, that you make actual decisions and enact them in the world. You know, the challenges are we can't always explain to people. So I know you work in funding, Mercy. Uh, people might get a bit fixated. Well, what is the outcome? And we're like, the outcome for us is that this person leads. There'll be an artwork and there'll be an audience, but we have to discover, you know, what that is and where it's going. So what I thought was interesting from what Kate said was how it's different if you're a national organisation or if you're not directly working with young people, because before you can co-produce or co-design or involve young people, you have to explain to them who you are and build a relationship with them and I think we see this with a lot of organizations that aren't based in a local area and working with a specific group of young people it's actually harder to do this kind of work then and it reminded me a bit of some of the challenges that funders face in bringing young people into their work because they similarly don't have that pre-existing relationship don't have that pre-existing understanding and there's a need for that kind of investment at the outset to make the process work. Yeah, so what I really liked about what Alex said was if you're going to co-produce with young people, you need to think about how that will impact different themes across an organisation, not just assuming that it should be pigeonholed into like youth engagement activities, but actually it can be broader than that. And being able to balance the tension of what that then means for how that impacts on 
ways of working and culture. There's a really interesting guide, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes, about how to involve young people that was written for like arts and heritage organisations. And it says, whenever you've got a decision to make, think about whether it's a decision that matters to young people and where, whether their input would make for a better decision, and then involve them. And I think that's really important to build a culture of, okay, so I'm sitting in the finance department of leap confronting conflict what is a meaningful way to involve young people in this what does what could it look like I think also what we heard from Gemma was how for arts organizations for theater companies for creative organizations this sort of democracy of ideas and engagement and creation really supports listening and what is transferable in that and what is specific to an organization that is creating and programming arts activities. I think in a creative organisation, it's really obvious that you can involve young people in creative processes and the cost if something goes wrong is potentially less. Whereas if you sit down with a group of young people and say, design a service, look at our safeguarding policy, you need to think that through a bit more. But actually in some of the partners, you know, you are seeing young people being involved in co-creating like the safeguarding policy i think my takeaway is don't assume co-production is easy just because you're an organization that works with young people i think making sure that you have actual time resource and expertise allocated for what it takes to do this work well is really important rather than shoehorning it into other activities or ways of working because you have to show it differently. It's not just as simple as you might initially think. Thanks to all our guests in this episode, Kate, Alex and Gemma. You'll find further information about our guests and links to further resources in the show notes. And if you have any feedback or ideas about what we could cover next, then please email us at collective at collectivediscovery.co.uk.